G'day, Ads is brought to you by Collector's King. They are always for collectors. It's a brand new product they always sell at retail. They carry all the TCGs in addition to Pokemon. Their mission is to bring more people into their hobby and provide product at fair prices. Come join the collector army and start the hobby revolution. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Collectible Kings. That's collectible with a K for information on all their online product drops. And also by Gamers Move. Get your nerd on at GamersMove.com for all video game news, eSport news, podcasts, your lovely Pokedads, anything else your nerdy heart can think of at GamersMove.com. Today on Pokedads, Pokedad Rick talks about everything he loves about Pokemon. <laughs> what else do we talk about, Drew? Uh, then Rick also mentions his favorite and least favorite decks ever played in the meta. He does. And then what really actually happens to Spoken Dad is feeling a little under the weather is we talk about some new uh, Brilliant Star, so the new or the reigning champions, I guess, at the moment, the Sylveon decks that are going over. We'll go over those a bit and just have a good time with Pokedad Aaron and Pokedad Drew. Boom. You can see how well it's going to go. What's up, Pokedad Nation? We are live with you from Twitch, here to talk about the wonderful game that is Pokemon TCG. I am your temporary mainstay host, <laughs> Pokedad Drew, and with me today is... Pokedad Aaron. What's welcome. up, Aaron? Uh, not much, but welcome everybody to episode 89, Rick Leave. Yeah, Rick, sick took some Rick Leave. Or Rick took some. No, sick, sick took leave. some. Sick took some Rick leave. That's exactly right. Sick, sick took some Rick leave. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> hope he makes a speedy recovery. And I hope he enjoys editing Aaron and I's nonsense tonight. Oh, I'm so excited. So very excited. So I'm doing great. Um, I don't think anything's really been up for me, other than my job. There's a bunch of transition of stuff. I still have my job, so I'm good. Um, and then working on Monster Hunter stuff. Made some new weapons. For the game that'll be coming out here in the next month. Oh and, yeah, that's yeah. sick. Hell yep. yeah, man. So and uh, and um, yeah, I think that's really about it. Um, just my wife is super excited that it's no longer Halloween and now it's getting ready to be Christmas time. So now it's it's prep time to get everything ready. So as soon as the day of Thanksgiving hits, everything comes out and it's a magical wonderland of things that I hate. Yeah. So 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 I don't have a hatred towards towards Christmas, but Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So the fact that Christmas trumps Thanksgiving and it basically doesn't exist because of Christmas is my my only qualm I have, I suppose, with Christmas itself. <laughs> but yeah, uh my wife's in Christmas mode too. She very much so wants to get everything set up and mm-hmm. You know, with we have a kitten in the house, so we've already kind of backed off on putting up the full tree with all the ornaments and stuff like that. Oh, you have one tree. Yes. I have six. Uh, I 
two-bedroom <laughs> apartment. Oh, dude, I, I, my wife's like, I found more trees. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. We, I literally, if you can't see it, but to my left, I have a like gigantic like shipping crate you would find like in like a horror movie where the, they keep the mummy sarcophagus in. <laughs> it is filled to the brim with carcasses of dead fake trees that she then turns into wreaths and snowflake things and a bunch of other stuff. So she's crafty and she saves a bunch of money doing it. But we have mm-hmm. a lot of we have a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. No, it's uh Christmas Christmas is fun. My wife makes it so fun. Like the pets have stockings and stuff like that. Uh also, quick thing, Will, I definitely am lagging. I'm sorry, my my, my work machine uh, is not handling uh, today's dual streams very well uh in the future there will be fixes to uh, amend such things but for right now poke dad budget um Pokedad. not to mention i mean he seems perfectly fine to me which is what really matters right because <laughs> that's he's his opinion's the only one that matters of course of course of course because right. i'm judging him this is this is his test run he does yeah, if he does this... bad guys he's an intern forever Entered forever. Oh shit. Forever. We we can't let that happen. But anyways, in the spirit of Christmas and my machine not being very good, mm-hmm. uh hit your local Pokedads up if you want to upgrade their equipment. <laughs> Join the Patreon. There's a plug. Woo. There you go. Right on. Uh but yeah, I think uh I think that now's a good time to talk about how my week's gone. Uh go just it. to just today, my mom's willow fell on her house. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. it's like it's like a three or four year old tree. So um, it just kind of hit the house and held its own weight up. And I think the house broke more of the tree than the tree broke the house. She was bummed because it's her like primary source of shade in the yard and stuff like that. But she called me over and I was like, well, uh, one of the things I don't have in my two bedroom apartment is a chainsaw. So <laughs> I'm going to go sharpen these scissors real quick and see what I could do about getting this tree down. Nice. Uh, ultimately we called, uh, my buddy who owns like a, like a tree trimming tree care service and he came and took care of her. So, uh, everything's good there, mm-hmm. uh, in, in those instances, but it's been so windy like all summer and like early winter. And today it was just kind of breezy and it decided to go over, which I thought was kind of crazy. Uh, today, and then I came home. I played a small tournament. I uh, a couple of the Patreon members and Pokedad Discord members joined in and uh, watched me accidentally miss my second round because I was too busy rambling about cards. If that is, <laughs> I, I actually because I, uh, I, I miss. I was gonna try to watch them. I'll, I'll go check. I got back down here like probably forty minutes after you finished. I'm like, let's see if he's still streaming. He's offline. I'm like, screw. It, I'm gonna watch it while I'm doing other stuff. So I yeah. watched I watched a good hour and something of it at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, yeah. I appreciate you for tuning in. I appreciate everyone mm-hmm. for tuning in. I had I had a substantial amount of people there in the chat, but I don't really have a lively chat that often, so I did really get uh, distracted. Focus. <laughs> well, I well, only have two I only have two monitors, so no, it was I like you understand. The game the game's up in one area, I'm monitoring the stream in the other, and then my check-in just uh Mm-hmm. didn't seem like it was uh something i should be paying attention to but Man. you know you live you live and you learn uh so that was an automatic loss and it was funny because josh uh josh sutherland was my opponent and i actually look up to him a lot he was like one of the best luke metal players yeah. ever and he tuned into my stream gave me a follow so thanks for that and <laughs> he was like what happened i was like dude i got distracted i'm an idiot i'm sorry but it was all good it was all fun um, I moved on to the next round, and I, I unfortunately lost that one too. But then we got a win against Dragapult in the game after, 
and I uh, just it, it 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 was an uphill battle getting that that first free loss, so it didn't end well. But over the weekend, I played in a thirty plus man tournament and I finished third. Nice. So that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, I played Sylvia on Dark Variant for that, which was cool. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the the extent of the Pokemon played this week. So maybe we should transition into the segments we're doing, or maybe we should say not doing, in the form <laughs> of say that Pokemon. Yes, me and Drew are able to enunciate Pokemon names appropriately and correctly at all times, obviously. We, I have never made a mistake ever. Go back and listen to every single one. You'll find no mistakes at all. Yeah. No, um. absolutely. We, we are we are airtight, like Air- like never like never <clears throat> been to jail airtight. Yep, never, not once. <laughs> <laughs> Except there was that one time, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, say that Pokemon <laughs> this week. We have to have. Oh, I, I was asked to prove it. Squirtle. Oh. Uh, Bulbasaur. Boom. Yeah, see, we are we are proven proven professionals. There it is. So we'll transition into the actual news, and this one, unfortunately, comes from a deep place in my heart. Um, Pokemon Live has been delayed to twenty twenty two, and most of you, like uh, if you've ever liked a video game or or a movie, if it gets pushed back, that just means they're putting in more work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, what do you got to say about the the matter? Um, I would say the first thing is that I expected it. There's really been, in terms of just gaming in general as of late, there's always, always delays. It's just something that happens nowadays that I don't know why public or anybody goes like, we have this set release date for even this quarter, I mean, other than probably for their shareholders, um, that this game is going to come out. And then they're like, nope, it's not ready yet. We're going to you know hold off. And even in this case, the beta is coming out in 2022. Not they haven't necessarily said. I mean, obviously, I'm expecting it at some point next uh, year, but not necessarily uh, will it be the official game. So, I think that's kind of interesting as well. I don't really know how much you have to test. Is my big thing with this thing because you already have you. I mean, you have Hearthstone, you have Runeterra, you have Magic the Gathering, you have all these kind of already laid out games, which is very much what Pokemon is in terms of a online version. That they're kind of just copying. So yes, there's code to write and there's something to test and make sure it works, but there's not a ton of innovation in this, I feel like. So it's surprising that they're delaying it, but at the same time not really. No, I I feel that. I think that planning it during an extra set release on top of trying to release a new game or, or mm-hmm. client for us to play on, they bought, they bit off way more than any company could chew. Because what, um, what company is releasing a trading card game simultaneous to releasing a new client or platform to play it right. on? That's that's just insane. That's that's like starting yeah. production on like a Halo or Call of Duty game. The the moment like a new console is like set to release and trying to be the first game to work on new servers, new platforms, have new mechanics. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's, there's no previous knowledge to base it off of. So I think if they released it in between sets where there's time for the dust to settle, 
and they can like gradually sunset PTCGO. That way there's still a client for both parties to kind of use. It'll be a lot more helpful. Also, and thank you for the whoopers in the chat. I appreciate y'all. So I agree with that. I also do um, think it is nice for at least some people that are learned about it late or are going to really be spending no money um, to try to gain their packs in PTCGO to get that 125 before the game comes out, which I think will be fun. I just realized something that I did this week. I cleaned up. You can't tell really that much, Drew, but I cleaned up behind me a lot of the garbage and junk and stuff like that. I cleaned up by the bar. And to my left, we have um, Ainsley's brother's TV that he gave me. It's a nice, like, 40-inch, like, thin, flat-screen TV. Oh, hell yeah. It's currently hooked up to my old computer, which is in my very first case I ever bought my very first computer on my left that my kid now has, like, Minecraft on. That's (laughs) On this gigantic-ass TV. I'm sure it performs better than my PC does. It so. runs really well. I mean, I, it does. It won't run like Cyberpunk or anything like that. But it, I built it to, to run Skyrim originally. Oh, okay. So I mean, and I've upgraded parts here and there. I have new, more RAM and more uh, a better graphics card. I mean, it's something special, but it's it's good. It's probably worth a fuck ton more than I paid for it. You know, graphics cards are going for right now. <laughs> yeah. No, but, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should uh, make the transition into some more happier news. Yes. Which is crazy how this unfolded so quickly, given that we haven't even seen this much exposure of Fusion Strike this time, you know, when the last set release was rumored. Brilliant Stars. That's the that's the set that we're getting in North America. It can it's comprised of the um what is it? The Shiny Star V mm-hmm. that that's releasing overseas. And it's crazy. This is a beautiful looking set we're getting new energy the arceus promo etb it is it is super duper pretty i am blown away with the presentation of this just at face um any early thoughts aaron um honestly in this one not really i'm just kind of excited to see where it goes what's gonna come from of it uh, more but I don't have mm-hmm. any initial like real like I'm not super excited for it now if they pull out like a Viaplume I'm fucking all in but oh, yeah, otherwise I'm just like you know it's another pack come out I can I can patiently wait for it and just to see what else you know comes of it mm-hmm. no I agree and with the the ETBs it looks like we're getting those new uh, those new V-Star tokens for your V-Star abilities slash attacks mm-hmm. <coughs> <laughs> I was right. <laughs> They're also going to be attacks too. <laughs> Says Called it on you. Three pods ago. <laughs> I uh, wasn't but, there. But I digress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually there. I have no idea no. what you're talking about. No, and another thing I wanted to point out is, so we've, uh, we'll talk about it soon, but Charizard V-Star has been released. We've seen Arceus V-Star. Now, Whimsicott and Shaman. Mm-hmm. Both potential grass Pokemon. Which I in, like. In, yes. Uh, they are also featured on the pack art out of the four that come in this set. What do you What do you make of these two cards? Do you think that we get something super playable out of both of them? Or are they just there for the aesthetic? I feel like Shaman is kind of one of those ones where it's it's a cute, cuddly grass type. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess so is Whimsicott. They're, you know, it's, a, it's a fluff ball, practically. It is. Um, it's a cotton ball. <laughs> so I think uh, that we can def. I, I definitely feel like we're going to see 
a shaman since he's out of rotation and has been for at least one, as far as I can recall, because he was a Prism Star. Mm-hmm. And to see him come back as something that almost in probably the same vein where it's amount of energies like the same as Mew, um, amount of energy can you attach to it. It does a bunch of fucking damage. Um, with a low retreat cost or no retreat cost. That's kind of what I'm looking for with another grass Pokemon. I'll be able to easily put it in, pull it out as needed. So, yeah, just um, maybe even put it in and pull it out as needed. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I so, so my my thoughts on on Shaman and yeah. and this sounds silly because this is a card that was banned and expanded because of its overuse, but it's for so those good. Who, those who played Pokemon back in the day uh, will notice that maybe we'll get something along the lines of zoom out, please, so I can read stuff. I no. swear I can read. Nope. The set the setup ability, when you play Shaman from your hand to your bench, it allows you to fill your hand to six. And then it has a double colorless uh, attack for that's called Sky Return that says return this Pokemon and all cards attached to it back to your hand. Mm. And if we got something along those lines in a V or V star out of Shaman, that would be so sick. Just that would draw, be really cool, yeah. draw more cards, attack, come back to hand, draw more cards next turn, you know, switch into something like Galarian, um, Weezing or, or Altaria for sort of a wall mechanic, if you will. I think it could be so broken. I mean, what if we end up seeing it as, um, oh, I can't think of what it is right now. A, um, uh, not V Max. It's V V Star. Thank you. I I knew it. I'm like it just wasn't coming out. Uh, with it being like that as an ability, That'd not be cool. But it still has the ability to return to your hand, so you know you can freak that bench space after using it, and then use mm-hmm. it as a discard or something else, or even just as a, a swap out as needed. Um, yeah, I think that could be interesting. That definitely could be interesting. Something along the lines of where like you put the V down and you can draw three cards, and yeah. then the V star ability or attack lets you draw like eight cards. Yeah. And not end your turn. And then you only get to use it once as opposed to it being super repetitive and slightly right. broken. And then but you still have it, to either scoop up net it or use its ability to return it to your hand and drop it down again. Right. Which could be a very easy thing to do because there are cards coming out in this set that I guess this would make a great transition to. Um, and if you look in Dad's general, there is a new Moltres. There is Sharon's Care. There is Kindler and Magma Basin. Uh, do you have these? In, do you have these in front of you right now, or I could start reading them if no, you like. No, I got you. Give me two and a half seconds, professional. As we are, we don't need Rick. Who needs Rick? Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I I need Rick. He's like my emotional support host. <laughs> <laughs> What am I to you then, huh? <laughs> Just <laughs> See, you're my eye, you're my eye candy. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I liked what my old I used to work. I used to sell lawn care, and we had my boss Cameron, and we had my boss Pete. Cameron was that guy that would give you shit all the time, and then Pete was that really nice boss. It's like you're doing fine, you're doing great, and Cameron's like, no, he's fucking up. You get to sell all day. What are you doing? <laughs> and he's just fucking with you. And he's, and he's at one point like you gotta start messing with me. He goes, he goes this is how it works. I'm the one who breaks them down so you can build mm. them back up stronger. So I'm breaking you down, Drew, and Rick okay. builds you up. This is true. But then what happens when both of you guys are breaking me down? 
Do I just cry? Then you have to build yourself up. That's it's all about self empowerment to that point. It's true. Uh, Pokemon (laughs) ultimately is a one player game, so I suppose that you're you're right. (laughs) You got to beat everybody. So back to what we were talking about. Moltres. Moltres is a 120 uh, HP fire Pokemon. I mean, I I would say surprise, but we literally have a dark one. So (laughs) it has a single attack called Detonating Wings. It does 20 plus damage. If this Pokemon has any counters on it, this attack does 70 more damage. This attack's damage isn't affected by weakness. It's obviously weak to water, it has no resistances, and it has a one retreat cost. Right. And I think that adding that this damage isn't affected by weakness kind of sucks because Zacian and Zamazenta are so prevalent in this current format. It would have been nice to have a little single prizer kind of yeah. like Volcanion that could handle them easily. Uh, but I understand why it isn't uh, available to us. And I think I'll move on to the card that I think is a great suitor mm-hmm. for Moltres in the form of Magma Basin, the their new trainer stadium. Uh, once during each player's turn, uh, that player may attach one fire energy from their discard pile to one of their bench Pokemon. If they do, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. Seems oddly reminiscent of Houndour or Houndoom mm-hmm. from the from the single strike stuff, which is yep. fun. And at face, you're using that to perk things like Moltres. I think that it would be a really good partner for things like Umbreon V, where if it has damage counters on it, it does an additional 80 damage. Uh but yeah, I think Fire's getting a ton of support in this set. Um, do you want to go ahead and read uh, Kindler? Yep, Kindler. So, uh, Kindler is a, is a trainer card, supporter. And its effect is you must discard one Fire Energy from your hand in order to play this card. Look at the top seven cards in your deck, choose up to two of them, and put them into your hand. Shuffle the other cards into your deck. And obviously you can only play one per turn. Which seems card? super specific. Go ahead. I don't think it's super specific. I mean, it's you're discarding an energy card. You're getting two cards of your choice from seven cards for literally playing your supporter and discarding one fire. It is, I, it's quite powerful. I dislike all this fire support. Screw this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, Victini is not winning enough. Bring it back. <laughs> no, I, I think that's fair. Um, because it is your support slot for the turn, it doesn't accelerate energy. It doesn't bring your opponent's active Pokemon to the active slot. I, I think maybe that's just kind of where my head defaults to, uh, when it comes to using a useful supporter that you're only allowed to play one per turn. Um, looking at the top seven cards of your deck and choosing two, if that was ever an ability on a Pokemon like Jirachi, um, it would have been broken. So I can Mm -hmm. understand why, why it makes sense that it's a supporter for sure. But having to discard one fire energy and then being able to reaccelerate it with Magma Basin is kind of a sick little combo that you got going on there. You have that. I mean, I feel like that's one of those cards where you, if you aren't playing a lot of supporters, you're going to play a lot more like items. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more valuable because right. you have that ability to accelerate and grab ones that you may need from that seven card hand or pull. Absolutely. If you could turn one fire energy into two crushing hammers off the top seven cards of your deck, like it's over. Like I mean. You could literally turn it into a fire, another fire energy, and one extra card for your, your support. So you're not actually losing anything. You're, you're effectively either able to pull one card or two cards if you're able mm-hmm. to pull a fire uh, out of those seven. This is true. No, I, I do agree with that. I think uh, 
being able to choose, you know, anything out of the deck at, at will, not mm-hmm. just like limited to trainer cards or limited to anything else is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll look at Sharon's care. Um, and then you choose one of your, um, colorless Pokemon with any damage so. ca- or one of, yeah, one of your colorless Pokemon with any damage counters on it and put that Pokemon and all cards attached to it back into your hand. This is kind of nuts. Um, I don't think that there's a lot of colorless Pokemon, if this is actually what it's talking about in this format, that are going to benefit from something like this. But Salamance, you can oh. easily just pick up and put back into your hand. I mean, Arceus is colorless. That's true. Arceus as well. That, I didn't even consider that. That's that, that's pretty broken. Uh, Togekiss, if that is still relevant at some point, comes back. Or maybe this is alluding to Shaman being a colorless Pokemon. Unacceptable. But it is I'll unacceptable. It. You could use Grass Energy if it's colorless. Right, so why I'll allow it. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're able to pick a colorless Pokemon with any damage counters on it and put it back into your hand. So maybe you are able to reuse this, maybe draw three cards with whatever Shaman V or V-Star comes back out because of mm-hmm. a card like Sharon's Care. I mean, I feel like it's a nice way versus like uh, Cheryl where you're just cutting all your energy to heal. This is a, you pull it all in your hand, you place a bunch of it back down and accelerate it again and you're, you're good to go. Yeah. No, I, I like it a lot, but mm-hmm. I think last but not least that there is to talk about, this is probably the most exciting and right below that image I had sent you is my good friend Double Turbo Energy. Would you like to read this one for us? Yep, I got it. I actually realized that I have it right here on this page. Just, I just didn't realize it. I just scrolled down. So, double turbo energy is a special energy. Surprise, surprise. Um, as long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides two colorless energy. To, you know, uh, the attacks of Pokemon this card is attached to do 20 less damage to your opponent's Pokemon, though. This is true. So, you do have a little setback, mm-hmm. but you're accelerating two energy at the same time. Yes. And I I think it's it's awesome. I think it's a fair trade. I think Double Colorless found a home in Twin Energy, but then became very limited to its usages. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Double Turbo Energy really turns things around for a lot of Pokemon. Um, in the upcoming sets, things like Mew VMAX that have a Double Colorless cost to mimic one of its bench Pokemon's attacks in the form of Genesect, basically... And the power tablet that already does plus 20 to boost Fusion Strike Pokemon's damage basically offsets the negative effects of Double Turbo Energy, which I think is actually a really cool balance to have. Obviously, you have to have the power tablet in hand constantly to offset this Double Turbo Energy because once it's attached to a Pokemon, you can't decide not to use that energy to fulfill its attack cost. Like basically, the Pokemon it's attached to is going to do 20 less damage throughout the rest of the game. And, and I mean, unless you do put things like Dust Noir into play, because I think that negates the the usefulness of it, but I don't know if that negates the ability of mm. energy too, which will have to be discussed later, I suppose. Yeah. I'm not but, as much of a fan but, of this, I would say, um, mm-hmm. only because I know how often right now 
you have to do like 20 more damage or 10 more damage to kill a Pokemon, and this is reducing that by further. I feel mm-hmm. like there it, it's going to be situational where it'll be useful in some decks, but in others, it's just going to be too detrimental to play because you're going to have to hit them mm-hmm. three times instead of two times, and that's a big amount of time in you know, games that are last in four to five turns. This is true. No, I, I agree with that sentiment as well. Um, there there was a lot of talk about how Durant in mm-hmm. Mill, because mm-hmm. you're not dealing any damage anyways, so now you have access to two different forms of double colorless energy in the form of Twin and this double turbo energy mm-hmm. in, in a Mill deck that doesn't care about doing damage in the first place. So that's going to be a huge playable aspect for double turbo energy as well. And then we have our good friend Galarian Rapidash V, which puts damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon until their HP is 100. 100, yep. Yeah, and this double turbo energy actually will not affect that at all. So maybe that Jolteon Rapidash build kind of comes back to the surface with access to stuff like this. Um, It would be so just nasty. It would be, because basically you Rapidash until there are two Pokemon worth three prizes in play that are worth 100. Get one into the active, keep one on the bench, and Jolteon one time for <laughs> for six prizes. <laughs> um, sounds like a lot of setup, but ultimately it could happen. Yep. Um, as, as a weird thing, I mean, I feel like you know, there's still a lot of damage counters um, or uh, bench dealing damage right now. Um, mm. Dicks going on, but like for Sylveon, unless you're playing the uh, the grass because I don't believe the dark one runs. Urshifu, could we see a potential return of Mad Party somehow? You could. Um, this definitely makes it viable. I think that because it's, it, you basically have to discard one extra Mad Partier to offset yeah. what the double turbo energy does, but we're in such a crazy two-shot meta anyways that the Mad Party doesn't really need to focus on getting one-hit KOs. Right. Things like Rescue Carrier in the format will get your attackers back, and now you have six turns to take care of it unless mm-hmm. the bear decides to make a huge combat and just clear the board. Right. Things like Rapid Strike Rillaboom are going to put a damper in things like <sighs> Super that. Super excited about that coming back. Oh, my God. That is like the greatest thing ever. I'm, I still want that card. Right. It's going to do a ton of spread. So mm-hmm. in the... in. Rapid Strike Rillaboom has the ability to take three Pokemon in one turn. So Potentially, yeah. And that's also a, a, a Pokemon that could benefit from things like double turbo energy too. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always that. Um, but yeah, I think we've uh, I think we've milked double turbo energy and talked about how that is definitely going to be a useful card going forward. I agree. So get four, maybe eight if you like running two decks at the same time. That's why we yeah, have two so hands. Play against each other. Yeah, exactly. Play against yourself. Which will win, the left or the right. I, I play with myself all the time. Uh, <laughs> healthy. It is healthy. It's only natural. <laughs> Did I really post that there? Oh, no. I'm good. Everything's fine. I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about some V-Star Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Collector Pokedads, we got another Charizard. So as if this set didn't already look appealing enough, 
now we're chasing Charizards again. So expect Brilliant Stars to be a set that you specifically buy singles from. Unfortunately, the singles I will need to buy are the Energy because the Energy is gorgeous. Um, I haven't looked at the Energy yet, actually. Dude, it's hot. Uh, I posted a photo of it in Dad's General. It's it's, it's sick. It's oddly reminiscent of the Arceus that came out in, I think it's called Legends or just, no, 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 it's not that. It's, it's an early Arceus set where like the holographic pattern on the card itself has like this ripple effect from the center and the new energy style is going to be like that going forward. It is so sick. That will be cool. Yeah, I, yeah, like Champion's Path and all that fun energy, cool, but this energy blows me away. Um, so Charizard V is a basic V Pokemon. It's fire. It's got 220 HP for two fire and one colorless. It does burn to nothing. 90 damage. Before doing damage, discard any Pokemon tools attached to your opponent's active Pokemon. Pretty busted. That's a substantial amount of damage. That mm-hmm. is a really high energy cost, though, to fulfill that. that now, is. that new stadium will kind of help and offset that a little bit. But you, I mean, unless you run the Pumpkaboo, you can only use that stadium max twice per turn mm-hmm. and then for three fire and one colorless heat blast does 180 damage weak to water retreat cost two it's just about as playable as the the first charizard v that we got yeah i like the art yeah art's it's cool. very it's, it's kinda... very very pretty emphasizes that it only has three fingers yes that it does just just a tad <laughs> so what about the Charizard V Star? You want me to read it? You would yeah, you go like for to read it. it. No, you go for All it. Alright. Alright, Charizard V Star, Fire Pokemon, two hundred and eighty HP. Uh for two fire and one colorless, it does exploding fire, which is wow. hundred and thirty damage. If this Pokemon has any damage counters on it, it does a hundred extra hundred a hundred more damage. So two hundred and thirty damage for two fire, one colorless. And if you're using the stadium, that perks this as is. So, pretty busted. Nice little synergy there. And to go back to the whole Drew was right party again, uh, (laughs) we are getting a V-star power in the form of an attack as well. It's not just abilities. Path to the Peak's not going to save you from uh, V-stars, unfortunately. For three fire and one colorless, you get star blaze. It's a V-Star power uh, that does 320 damage and you discard two energy from your Charizard. And you can't use more than one V-Star power in a game. Uh, Weak to water, retreat costs two. The fact that that can basically one-shot most V-Maxes for a two-prize Pokemon for four energy Mm -hmm. is stupid. It is stupid, but I think it's fair given that things like Suicune and Ice Rider really aren't going anywhere. True. Uh, there's no Welder in this format, which feels fantastic. Um, I don't know what kind of energy acceleration they're going to try to find to get to that four cost, other than just kind of baiting that um, that stadium over and over again to make it work. But yeah, 320 to Oko, basically everything three prizes and under is pretty obnoxious but you only get to do it once and we've seen charizards like this before 
that have a big one-hit KO GX attack and stuff like that, and basically body everything in the in the format. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like it would run with a Victini VMAX as your starter. That way you're True. able to accelerate, you know, it's two energy easily enough to get an initial attack. And you spreading flames from your discarded fire cards that you're obviously discarding for, in some way to mm-hmm. then attach three of them directly onto your Charizard. Yeah, and we did get Vitini VMAX in Battle Styles, so I do, I do believe that means that it'll be around a block longer than the Sword and Shield um, Victini mm-hmm. V, so you will need to accelerate with the VMAX, which could put you at a prize trade disadvantage, but it, there's there's definitely play there. Um, it's pretty silly. It's it's a really, really obnoxious card. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be highly sought after because it's Charizard. It's Pokemon's second golden boy. The first one being the actual golden boy who is <laughs> gold, gold-colored Pikachu. Um, but yeah, I think... Proving that the uh, the attacks is basically all Charizard's good for. Um, but I suppose we'll move on to Glaceon and Leafeon, and I'm going to let you do all the leaf-flavored things, and I'll right. clean up with, with the with the ice-flavored things. <laughs> so, uh, we have the Leafeon V-Star Special Collection, which has some new art, obviously, for uh, Leafeon and a new set. So, hmm. the Leafeon V-Star is a basic uh, grass Pokemon. has 210 HP. It has a single attack for one grass energy called Leaf Guard. deals 30 damage. And during your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 30 less damage from attacks before applying weaknesses and resistances. It then has a second attack called uh, Slashing Strike for two grass, one colorless. deals 180 damage. And during your next uh, turn, this Pokemon can't use Slashing Strike. Then we have, it's weak to fire, surprise, surprise. It has a two retreat cost, Bleh. which is about the same as it always um, has. Mm-hmm. Then, then we have the Leafeon V-Star. It has 260 HP. It has the attack Leaf Guard, same as, um, well, almost the same as Slashing Strike. It is two grass, one colorless. It deals 180 damage, but during your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 30 less damage from attacks. And then it has the ability Ivy-Star which is a, a V-Star power in this case. During your turn, you may switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active Pokemon. You can't use more than one V-Star power in a game. I really feel like this, with Umbreon, potentially the same deck for, for board control, mm-hmm. could be pretty powerful along with a couple bosses order. You can swap stuff out freely as much as you want. Yeah. No, I, oh. I, abs- I absolutely love it. I think... This is uh, <laughs> like the scorpion chain, like mm-hmm. get over here. But when I feel like it, <laughs> type of deal, um, it's absolutely busted. Like you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. eh, next turn, I think I'm gonna need to boss you. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and use this ability. <laughs> it is. It doesn't end your turn. Nope. It just kind of sits there. It's pertinent. It's it, it's like being able to run potentially five bosses orders and yeah. and not have to give your opponent the ability to escape you the, know they'll go ahead oh so the other big thing on this is that you can use the original Leafeon v mm-hmm. with its ability to, to get your um your energy out quicker and then evolve it into this v star for the swap yeah yeah no i i am thoroughly impressed with this i think in even in Leafeon v max 
Leafy on V-Star is a huge help because mm-hmm. next turn, if your opponent's like, ah, I'm going to get rid of the stadium, and I'm going to find a way to get out of the active spot so your, your Leafy on V-Max can't do damage again, your Leafy on V-Star just completely prevents it. And yep. if you're baiting Leafy on Vs with the greening cells ability on the bench left, right, and sideways, they don't know if it's going to turn into an attacking V-Max or it's going to turn into an attacking V-Star that has the ability to boss things into the active. So yep. I think that's a... Go ahead. No, go. Continue. Okay. I think that that it's super helpful in that deck. I think its massive playability is going to be in this Sylveon box Mm -hmm. that everyone's playing with the Leafeon because they're using that for an additional energy acceleration. But in the late game turns, when you can't really afford to take a turn off not attacking and and accelerating energy, putting this Leafeon's V-Star down, increasing its HP base... And then turning it into a potential boss that you can threaten all game is huge. And it still mm-hmm. just stays two prizes. You don't have to put the VMAX in there to stave off a KO. So yep. it's absolutely busted. And I love that we're finally getting a Leafeon that swings for 180 damage because that's KO <laughs> on every week, uh, Grass Week VMAX. Yeah, that it is. Um, in addition to that, I mean, it's a two-shot for basically every the Pokemon, it's 360 damage mm-hmm. for two hits. And the fact that you can at least negate 30 of that damage potentially um, on your next turn gives it a little bit of an opportunity to live and require two shots. It, it effectively has 290 HP as long as it attacks once. If not, it has potentially even more at uh, 320 if it gets attacked twice. Absolutely. And unfortunately, it has no resistance at all, so it can't you know, defend 60 on anything. Right. But it's uh, it, it's cool, man. I, I'm glad that Leafeon got an an additional playable card on mm-hmm. top of its VMAX already being incredibly playable. Yep, I 100% agree. So now, unfortunately, I have to talk about Glaceon V <laughs> and, and V-Star. It's, it's not actually as bad as I thought it was going to be, but in comparison to the hype that Leafeon V and V-Star lived up to, it was a little difficult to kind of find myself excited about this. Um, the new Glaceon V is 210 HP water Pokemon, although it's kind of ice. Um, it has one water cost attack uh, called Frost Charge, 30 damage, and then you search your deck for a water energy and attach it to this Pokemon, then shuffle your deck. Then it also has a, for two water and one colorless, Freezing Wind, it does 130 damage, and it's weak to metal, and has a re- retreat cost of two. Glaceon V-Star, 260 HP, uh, for two water and one colorless, it does Icicle Shot, 180 damage during your opponent's next turn. The defending Pokemon can't retreat. That's huge. Yeah. Most of these strafe-type attacks or like the clutch attacks that don't allow your oppo- opponent's Pokemon to treat are usually chip damage like 30 or 40 or maybe 20. 180 damage and you're stuck basically means you need to find a rope or a switch or I'm absolutely bodying a VMAX next turn. Mm-hmm. So this is huge. And for two water, one colorless, the V-Star Power, 220 damage, which is your average um, V, like, base HP. Yep. Your opponent's, uh, during your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage and effects of attacks done to this Pokemon. So if you run this in a deck by itself with Glaceon V-Max, which can't be attacked by any other V-Max, 
it's going to be nuts. Like, the, you'll basically be able to take out all the Vs on the board with Glaceon V-Star. And you'll be able to wall off all V-Max with the Glaceon V-Max. So it's it's a pretty good wall mechanic. Unfortunately, being weak to Steel, which is one of the fastest energy accelerating archetypes in the meta right now with mm-hmm. things like Metal Saucer and Zacian in play. And a Bronzong, of course. Um, it's a little difficult to make this super meta, but I think that what Glaceon VMAX was missing was something like Glaceon VSTAR. So I think both archetypes really got a leg up with these uh, these VSTARs. I 100% agree. So. And then I suppose... Whatever we need to talk about is... Yeah, I think we're good. I think right now we're going to take our Pokedad break, if you will. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something that's kind of in a pretty reoccurring theme through uh, the early segments, and that's Sylveon VMAX and why it's winning and why it's doing good. Yeah. We'll be back soon.
right, everybody who's in the Twitch chat, though, let's make the the most recent tweet from Pokedads, uh, the lovely drawing that I have bestowed upon the world, the most liked and retweeted tweet <laughs> that Pokedads has ever had. Pass it around like wildfire. Send it to your aunt. It's it's completely PC. There's no bad words. Just let it be known that this image of Rick is the most important. Like, we'll turn it into an NFT if it if it blows up. How's that sound? Here you guys go. Three, two, one. Rick leave. It's perfect. He's there now. Well, he'll appear is probably he? on stream here in a second. There he is on stream. Is he? Is he? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm patiently waiting. the longest wait ever will we love you too there okay (laughs) now that rick's back i guess we'll go ahead and start with uh welcome back everybody breaks over yep how did you enjoy that break it was quite enjoyable um yeah for those listening um we uh intern drew made a uh, uh, an image or a picture. He drew a picture of Rick. That's the likeness is uncanny. That is over on the Poke Dad's uh, Twitter. We request that you retweet and like it. It is PG. It is kid appropriate. Have your fan, friends, family. Let's make it the most like uh, tweet ever, so that Rick feels better. Because that's how it works. The more retweets and likes he gets, the the better he feels. Yeah. It's, like a, more re- it's like a Facebook prayer thing. Yeah, for every like on this, he'll take a shot of Hamotrin or Benadryl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say NyQuil because he might die. Oh, man. But maybe maybe DayQuil. Maybe for every like, he'll take a shot of DayQuil until he gets better, hopefully. And the most amazing part is he'll learn about all of this when he edits the the audio for the podcast. Via audio, too, which is the best (laughs) part. Like, he doesn't even get to see our faces (laughs) laughing about it. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into some meta breakdown. I feel like we've had enough silliness. Let's go let's go talk about things that are super important, right? Like yep. like like pink Pokemon that that kill every other Pokemon in the current format. Hmm. So uh, we're talking about grass Pokemon. I said pink. The the other green. Oh, I mean pink and green, they're like the same color. <laughs> Alright, so so what we're gonna do. So we're going to talk about Sylveon, mm-hmm. and not just Sylveon, but Sylveon VMAX that was relieved at, blah, 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 that was released in Evolving Skies. Now there are two ways to play. I mean, there's a million ways to play this deck because Sylveon VMAX uh, benefits from you having different types of Pokemon on your bench. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and open Sylveon VMAX real quick and read it off for the folks at home who don't know what Sylveon VMAX does. And how dare you not know already? Yeah, what the heck, everybody? So Sylveon VMAX is a psychic Pokemon, which seems totally weird because it's a fairy. Yeah, but that's and just what they've done. Fairy I, Pokemon are now psychic. I, I know, I just don't like saying it. I don't like saying it out loud, you know? Um, psychic Pokemon, 310 HP. It has a one psychic attack cost called Precious Touch, which I actually got to use on Tuesday Ooh. for the first time in real life which was pretty neat. Um, You may attach an energy card from your hand to one of your bench Pokemon if you do heal 120 damage from that Pokemon. Pretty neat. And then for three colorless, it does max harmony, which is 70 plus. 
and this attack does 30 more damage for each different type of Pokemon on your bench. Weak to metal, resistance to nothing, two retreat cost. Really pretty um, alternate art. Yes, very pretty. All the The ribbons on it are actually closer to being tongues than it is hair, which yeah. is weird. So on the alternate art, everything's kind of just sliding down its tongues. <laughs> so <laughs> take that information and do what you will with it. <laughs> so Grumpy Max is Cthulhu confirmed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gross. This is a C- Cthulhu Vmax. <laughs> so sick. Um, so it's, it's also a Rapid Strike Pokemon, which is probably what makes these builds have so much synergy but seem so wild to begin with because they they all synergize by being rapid strike the two ways that most people are building these decks are with different energy engines Mm -hmm. the way that i started playing with it the way that i have had the most success with it has been the dark variant where you use moltres as a another color in your rainbow of attackers that you need Mm -hmm. to make this this Sylveon attack worth more and it also becomes your additional energy acceleration assistant if you will I feel like that's the appropriate name for what Moltres is in this deck and not only that but it bodies things like Shadow Rider and Dragapult Um, with the Dire Flame Wings ability it allows you to bring a dark energy from the discard pile and get it into play Um, these Sylveon decks are actually heavily benefiting from things like energy switch that allow you to move these basic energies around to get that third attachment onto rapid strike sylveon or get an additional attachment to things like uh your blazikins or your rapid strike urshifus Mm -hmm. to make their attacks work and if you've looked at any of the decks that i've posted in deck building in our discord and if you're not in our discord join our patreon if you're not in our patreon you should figure it out (laughs) <laughs> we'll post the link in the in the Twitch at the end of the saga. I'll do it now. Oh, look at you. You you are the best intern I've ever had. <laughs> Just kidding. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Dude, no, fired. No, All right. Just, I'm, I'm just turning his webcam off now, guys. Fuck it, eh? I'll send you a drawing of me, too. <laughs> so, so, anyways, uh, you're, you're utilizing the Moltres to kind of get energy in play and perk the attacks on the rest of your rapid strike pokemon which is super helpful because if path of the peak's not in play you're relatively crushing hammer proof uh, when it comes to your darkness energy and more recently the the way the archetype has kind of shifted it utilizes another pokemon in a very similar fashion in the form of aaron's favorite pokemon and uh yeah. not favorite pokemon but the favorite maybe most meta relevant pokemon currently in the form of rillaboom no um God damn it. I, fucking, <laughs> I knew if i set you up for that you were gonna fucking do that <laughs> okay anyways it's leafeon v um and i am actually i i'm surprised that you've had more success with the Moltres than then with Leafeon with kind of I mean I've I've, I've only, I haven't played either of them to be honest, mm-hmm. um, but looking at them at least on paper it feels like the Leafeon one would um, come out faster 
with a lot less in requirement on setup, especially if you're able to go first. Um, so yeah, the, the main difference between the two is that you're swapping out Moltres for Leafeon V. There's a few other things that can, can be involved, or energy-wise and stuff like that. Like you can use cap, more capture energies this way, less grass energy. So you only have three grass versus the typical like seven dark energy. Um, and the acceleration from getting Leafeon out first to toss that grass energy onto your Sylveon V on turn one is huge. It gives you that easy go for three energy, or even just the two energy with a rapid strike energy on turn two. To just lay them out. Oh, absolutely. I I would one hundred percent agree. And I've spent the last like two weeks really mm-hmm. ze- zeroing in on this specific archetype, not because like oh I made a wonderful meta call and it was going to win every first place tournament. <laughs> not everyone, but but it won six first place tourneys this whole last week. So this it's no co- it's no coincidence that a big light is being shined on Sylveon Vmax right now. But the cool thing with Sylveon and Leafeon both being in this deck is they have great turn one abilities. Yes. And that's that's really what makes this deck fire. It's not one of those decks where like if you go two, you lose go second, you lose. But Dream Gift is the ability that Sylveon V has where it allows you to go into your deck and grab one item card. Mm-hmm. Most of the times you're grabbing Evolution Incense or you're grabbing a tool scrapper or a air balloon or a quick ball. Most cases, I'm grabbing quick ball. Um, or with Leafeon, depending on if you did or did not get that first turn energy attachment, you can go into your deck and grab a grass energy and attach to one of your Pokemon in your turn ends. Yeah, I think also so go, one of the big ahead. things also is, at least I've seen between the two, is that as far as I can tell, Leafeon is the only one using crushing hammers which definitely can slow down your opponent and give you even more time. Absolutely. I, I, I would 100% agree. And I think because of Leafeon giving you that additional energy acceleration that's not at the cost of you having to hand attach that turn, mm-hmm. and going first, being able to get two energy in play, especially if one of them's a rapid strike energy, mm-hmm. is, is huge. So it leaves a lot more space in the deck because you're not having to be so repercussive. Right. You don't need those um, energy switches to take off your Moltres. You can just play it out there and go from there. Absolutely. I think that both builds have great merit in their own right. What I'm mm-hmm. noticing in the, the Leafeon build is you don't really have an answer to things like Shadow Rider and Dragapult immediately. Like, no, no one-hit KO abilities. And in most weakness boxes, that's something super-duper useful. Mm-hmm. And the amount of times that you open a hand with actual playable cards just from personal experience playing Leafeon, getting all these random-ass Pokemon in play <laughs> tur- turn one or two is incredibly difficult. Like, the Octillery is so necessary because it can go get things like Karina's that help you fill your hand to hopefully get more Pokemon in play, or it can just go grab three quarters of all your Rapid Strike Pokemon out of the deck with its Rapid Strike search ability as is thus making Sylveon VMAX's attack 30 damage higher. Where the more Pokemon you introduce to the deck that aren't Rapid Strike, the harder it is to actually get Sylveon to fire, and then it just becomes an Urshifu, Blaziken, Moltres, or Sylveon deck. So yeah. it's it seems like a pile on paper, but it functions tremendously. 
most decks are running along the lines of like a a one one or a two two line of Blaziken. Mm-hmm. Blaziken handles your your not necessarily your steel weakness, but in the event that you're playing against something like Zamazentas or Zashins, your Blaziken handles it and it can accelerate your Rapid Strike energy or Grass energy or Capture energy from the discard pile onto your bench Pokemon simultaneously, which is never a bad thing. And you're also running your Urshifu VMAX. In a in a 2-2 count, is pretty standard in, in this specific archetype. Mm-hmm just because the spread damage is something that you can't get away from it turns crobats into glorious prizes and urshifu is just an all-around playable card in this current format so great partner to have in a multi-weakness deck if you will especially with its low energy cost and being able to benefit from that rapid strike energy as well so i and also then, go ahead uh, want to throw out that i feel like this like especially like you mentioned like you know versus metal um i feel like at least the grass side is as a heavy heavy weakness versus uh dura ludon because yeah. you're running seven special energy in the deck that if you end up pushing out a lot of this like shadow rider calyrex decks that don't use special energy mm-hmm. you're going to see that dura ludon really step up to counter this meta and even in the dark side of it though it runs like seven energies or so you're still going to have to try to accelerate slowly to be able to and really the only thing you'll be able to attack with is your moltres Right. That's and all you have. The the there was a the dark two dark variants. One of mm-hmm. them won the late night thirteen. Another one won the Sunday open. Mm-hmm. Both of them running a three count of the Rapid Strike Tower. No pat to the peak. The Sylveon decks that have given me the most trouble have been the ones that run a one of pat to the peak and no one to hold it and no one to put it down. Against things like your Zamazenta, your Zashins, your Duraludons, or, you know, your Shadow Riders and Eternatus and so on and so forth. That's I, fair, yeah. That's really what you need as a counter is to have that, that stadium to play when you need it. Oh, yeah. And it's been used against me many a times. Believe me, I've played mm-hmm. Power Tower more than anyone should have. <laughs> and <laughs> I've seen success with it. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't won anything, but it's won games. And... I I thoroughly believe that the scariest Sylveon boxes can afford to run a one-up path to the peak because of you know mid to late game you're not using things like your one-up Crobat or your Leafeon V's or your Sylveon Dream Gifts anymore, right? Because you're you're set up and it's it's time to to dispute blows, if you will. Um, so when building a, C- a Sylveon VMAX deck, obviously the proof is in the pudding. The lists without the Path of the Peak are the ones that won first. But maybe there's wiggle room for you to kind of slide that in there and make it, you know, better to play. Because Sylveon VMAX operates without Path of the Peak. Urshifu operates without Path of the Peak, and so does Blaziken. Right. Yeah, and I feel like it's just one of those... I, I really feel like with it winning, Sylveon winning six games like this week or six tournaments this week that we're going to see a pretty heavy shift coming up towards either counters for this deck or when people just playing it in general. Right. And that leads me to my next question is what would be a counter to a deck that swings for three quarters of the weakness in the meta? (sighs) 
I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, it it really does. I mean, you have the potential on a dual load uh, load on um, with countering at least or slowing down a deck, so we could potentially see a metal deck slow down enough and target your Blazikins to mm. be early to get them off by bossing them, because then the rest of the deck has nothing they can do. So you focus on two cards in the deck. You wipe out their two Blazikins. And that's game. It's true. That's, that's really all there is. You focus on the one thing that you're in, you're in trouble from, and even if they do a path to the peak, you're not going to lose him in one round. You toss out your own stadium, which you have to prepare for, to mm. counter right back. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I I would I would be silly not to mention that single striker Shifu and Umbreon are still very prevalent in this format. Yeah, it's true. Although Urshifu is weak to Sylveon, Umbreon is weak to nothing but but Leafeon in these builds. And unfortunately, this Leafeon does not have the one-hit KO ability unless you flip heads, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, because it does 150, I believe, when you um, flip heads, which would do 300. Exactly. So you miss Umbreon by 10 in one-hit KO abilities, and you've got... No real energy acceleration to Leafeon other than itself, and by the time you get two energy attached to Leafeon with like a hand attachment and a greening cells, it may be too late for Leafeon with its measly 200 HP to actually be an effective attacker mm-hmm. in that specific build. Agreed. So, this makes a great transition for my next statement about Leafeon V Star being useful in this build. Mm hmm. It does 360 to an Umbreon VMAX with its, its energy, which is great. I I tend to agree with that. I think that instead of running four Crushing Hammer, maybe run two or three Energy Switch and an extra Grass Energy and potentially threaten Leafeon V, V-Star as a potential attacker. I mean, as much as I love crushing hammers as 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 skill based as they are, <laughs> <laughs> it may be worth running a a Leafeon V Star in at least this specific archetype. Obviously, there's a lot of cards that can come out that can shift the way that Sylveon can be played from point A to point B. But I think that Leafeon's home, other than being in Leafeon V Max as a deck, could be in this Sylveon Rainbow Box. I do agree. You know, be being able to set up the the boss for next turn for whatever weakness you need to swing for, you know, not can't can't hide behind your your Galarian wheezings forever, um, and then being able to swing one hit KO on Umbreon definitely shifts how good or bad this this matchup would be. So uh, going forward. I think Sylveon's a deck to look out for. It's mm-hmm. definitely not cost-effective to build, um, coming from a guy who's built it and then built it in max rarity because I love Sylveon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely fun to play. If you're running it without Octillery, it may be harder to fire up. I think Shady Dealings could be a good partner for it. I would find it difficult to operate that deck in in a way where you're stuffing 9 to 12 cards in a deck that already runs one ofs and two ofs. Right. Yeah, it's really tough. 
you, know, you kind of kill your consistency there. But uh, if you're if you're interested in playing Sylvia on Vmax and you have a cool build and you want to showcase it and show the Pokedads, make sure you post it in card discussion, popular decks, or deck building in the Discord. And if you're not a part of the Discord, join the Patreon. Boom. And if you're not a part of the Patreon, you should be because we love you. Pokedads TCG on Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna avoid rambling anymore, and <laughs> I th- <laughs> yeah, uh, Sylveon good. Every other deck not as good this week at the moment. Yeah, next week we'll be talking about uh, how good Metagross is, or something like that. Rillaboom. Rillaboom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rillaboom? next next Friday, Rapid Strike Rillaboom release. Super excited! I'm so excited. Aaron. I needed so many of those, like two. Yeah, I'll have to send you my pro- <laughs> my proxy list for uh, for how Rillaboom VMAX is going to operate for you, but I'm big dog. It. But let's go ahead and choose tourney cards. I think this is maybe our second to last week of choosing tourney cards before the actual tourney starts. That's true. So they I'm need to let evo- you pick two, Drew. And I'll pick I get to pick two. Oh my yeah. gosh! No pressure. Oh my gosh! I don't think I've picked one from this set. see what I can find. Let's see what do we want to get. You know, I must say that, like, whenever I'm trying to look up, like, set lists, I hate a lot of the websites I go to, but I really enjoy, like, Pokebeach's, like, setup. Um, just because it's so easy to scroll through. There's a bunch of grass Pokemon. There's a bunch of other type of Pokemon. It's easy to see and read, and it's not just, like, a bunch of freaking cards that you have to click on each one to find. Like, damn, it pisses me off. Hmm. No, I, I get you. I download the, uh, what is it, the Card Companion app on my phone. Mm-hmm. I pick a set, I scroll, I put my finger on it, and then I don't look back. That's nice. how I pick my cards. So when you're ready, I have mine picked out once cool. you have your two. I got my two. We're good. Okay, you start, and I'll go in the middle. So we're going to do the Incandescent Awakening Flareon from Vivid Voltage. Okay. And then we're going to do the Thunderous Awakening Jolteon from Vivid Voltage. And I'm going way back to Evolving Skies, but way back in terms of Pokemon, we're going to do the Tentacruel from Evolving Skies. Ooh, Tentacruel. So those are are your three picks for the tournament. We'll make sure that Rick adds them to the list in the Discord. And I think other than that... Let's, um, we don't have any packs to open, guys. We uh, apologize for that. Though we do have some code cards. Right. So what I'm going to do is on stream, we're going to do two codes mm-hmm. because we love you. Thanks for staying up late and listening to us ramble and try to hold the fort down ourselves. Hopefully you guys and, and then as a double whammy, when Rick wakes up from his being deadness, Mm-hmm. He gets to edit a little segment where we talk about the other three codes we're going to release. So five total codes for Pokedads tonight. I'd say, I'd say that's a pretty good trade. No Rick, five codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know when you're ready to read your codes. I'm going to turn your camera off. Camera is off. All right, go ahead. I can, I can see yours now. It is super bright. All right, we got Yolanda, Zoolander. Gutter, my dick, xylophone, 
Lisa nine xylophone penis penis gutter vagina. Beautiful. I love it. All right. And since you're not going to be showing yours, I'm going to turn your camera back on so they can see your pretty face as you talk. Yo. Oh, what's I up broke it. Nation? Oh, he broke it. I'm I not broke pretty it. It's, it's unbroken. It was like your shoulder or something like that. I'm ugly again. <laughs> we saw your <laughs> little. We saw uh, the Mr. Uh, Mr. Meeseeks in the background. Is what centered. <laughs> Can do. <you? laughs> All right. So we got Doug Wiener Wiener Nipple Nine Texas Xavier Cock Four Doug Doug Red Two. And those you had a are... chance for Rick. You said, "Why am I so blue right now?" I did. I did. I, f- I fucked up. Let me redo this code again. <laughs> it's too late. No one's typing. They've already typed it in. Yep. Alrighty. Um, no, he didn't shave. It's 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 like thicker down there. That's that's his his line drawing beard. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully one of you guys got the codes. Hopefully you um, got something you like when you open up the packs. For hey. everybody, go ahead, Drew. And if you didn't like what you got, blame sucks. Drew. <laughs> this blame is... It's all Drew's fault. It's his, it's his codes. Um, all Drew's fault. <laughs> so um, on that, if you like the episode, make sure to go on to Spotify, iTunes, and all those other locations that Rick always says. Give us five star, five star, because that is what you, you should do. And even if you didn't like the episode, do it because you like me. Not Drew. Yep, and if- and if you like Rick and you want to wish him uh, a get well soon or you want to tell him that the drawing that I made of him is incredibly handsome, hit our, tech, hit our text line up at 815-782-0202. Or join the Patreon and do an at Dad Rick in the general chat and tell him to get well soon. Yeah, did you hear that the $5 Patreons are getting like set release exclusives from Collectible Kings or something like that? I did not. Yeah, well, they are. So that's pretty cool. That is really cool. I think, I think that I might just go join the $5 Patreon so <laughs> that uh, I could get set release promos because uh, sure. that, sound, that sounds pretty sick. <laughs> so um, other than that, yeah, give us um, – let us know what you think. And we have question of the week to do, Drew. Um, so that way, wherever the codes are, Either Rick can decide if he wants to use the question, or he can just give them out at the end. We'll figure it out. So, Drew, what is the question for this week? Hmm. Question of the week. Is it, like, question of the W-E-A-K? Or, or just, of like, yeah. question of the week? We, what is Rick sick with? We don't know yet, so it's a random <laughs> guess for everybody. Not, <laughs> not, not question for the week. This is Final Fantasy. <laughs> All right, what two Pokemon are featured on the pack art that haven't had a card released for them yet? Hmm. Good question. When you answer that, Rick will send you out code cards. Yeah. Or he'll just put them. We'll find out. 
next time. Or we talk I'll make him. you a custom drawing of yourself mm. if you get the if you get the question right. Mm. There we it go. It may look a lot like Rick's. May. But we could have hair. It could maybe not have glasses. Maybe it'll actually have like circular like you know eyes. We'll find out. Who knows? Maybe maybe Finn will or won't be in the photo. Mm. <laughs> but we a thermos. Just color it in. <laughs> so Alrighty. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I guess with that, uh, Drew, go ahead and close us up. Alrighty, well, I'm Pokedad Drew. We have Pokedad Aaron with us today, and I'm gonna go ahead and sign us off with the uh, big old deuces. May your pulls be ever probably deciduous cards. Boom. <laughs> <Take care. laughs> take breaks we just kind of sit here bullshit make kissy faces at each other yeah yeah lots of kissy faces lots of kissy faces